alive, why is on the team connect? Get respect for they realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west, up north to the down all right, Mr. Mayo. Well, yesterday we did a little Queen City Queen City corner, and we talked about Thomas Brown's uh, questionable play calling since he's been the play caller after Frank Reich got fired. Felt like it was maybe a little bit worse on the surface at Tampa Bay. Wasn't any better this past game at New Orleans uh, with a lot of deep deep shots that were called in short and medium passing situations. And yesterday. When Chris Tabor had a chance to review the film, he was asked about why they went with that type of game plan. No, I think you're always looking to take shots when you can. Uh, they obviously played a lot of—I mean, really just played man-to-man -man the whole game. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to take some shots there. We didn't connect uh, when we wanted to, and that's always that's another area that we got to improve upon. Uh, but uh, it's just one one of those things that you know. For, unfortunately, we didn't convert enough on on some of those third and fourth downs. I think that's there. There's a lot of things that go into that. You know, guys just make, make making a catch here or there. Sometimes, you know, you can you can look at some other things also. But uh, we we, we got to improve in those areas. So remember yesterday we played Bryce Young's answer, saying there was a lot of factors and a lot of reasons, but he never listed any factors or a lot of reasons. Chris Tabor said a lot of different things go into that, but they never really said why. Is that more of him just wanting to protect his? first-time play caller and not publicly throw him under the bus because it just doesn't make sense when you ran the ball the way that you're able to run the ball with Chuba and Miles Sanders for you to throw the ball to a wide receiving core like Jay Feely pointed out two weeks ago on the broadcast can't get any downfield separation I think Carolina or I think Chris Tabor would tell you that he would probably rather run in those situations but also he's the special teams coordinator I guess you could do the Steve Wilkes thing and say to your offensive coordinator, I want to tailor a game plan that revolves around this in the Wilkes-McAdoo example. You're talking about downhill running attack, and maybe Chris Tabor told Thomas Brown that, but then Thomas Brown just takes liberty in these third and fourth down situations to where he does want to take some of those deep shots, and it's not exactly the right time. So who knows what the dynamic is between each of those guys. I wonder... Man-to-man -man coverage, Carolina has to be seeing that as as much as anybody just because man-to-man, -man, you're not afraid of those wide receivers beating you. So it's not like you're really worried about the wide receiver being, okay, man-to-man, -man, just not even worrying about Jonathan Mingo or Adam Thielen beating you deep or same thing with DJ Chark. We, you, know, you see what happens when you just man up on Tyreek Hill. You see what happens when even Dallas, right? You talk about C.D. Lamb on the outside. If there's only one corner on him, you're taking a shot. It would be nice for you to just automatically, okay, the odds are in our favor. When we have somebody that can win as much as they do on the outside, we're taking that shot a million times because we trust that wide receiver. If they're only covered by one guy and there's not a lot of help, with Carolina, you can't really do that because these wide receivers don't win on the outside. Just another thing that Bryce Young has to battle constantly as the QB of this squad. We haven't talked about this, but you know who didn't play again on Sunday? Who's that? It was TMJ. He's his fourth straight did not play. Don't you, don't you think if they want to be more aggressive going down the field, putting guys in jump ball situations, maybe that guy needs to be on the field because he's maybe the most best equipped wide receiver on the roster to do that type of thing? He was last year, but this is the second coach that is not playing him now. And I guess Thomas Brown is the offensive holdover. Frank Reich didn't want to put him in there. He said he forgot to put him in despite having a lot of screen 
uh, catches that he had the week prior to Frank Reich saying he forgot to put him in. But also Thomas Brown is the offensive coordinator and TMJ still not finding any time out there on the football field. Chris Tabor not making enough of an effort if he does seem if he does deem it fit to try to make sure he doesn't get out there on the football field. So I think that tells you all you need to know about Terrace Marshall Jr. Frank Reich didn't think highly enough of him to put him on the field. Thomas Brown isn't doing so. Chris Tabor isn't doing so. If you have three different coaches that have that kind of control, and yet he's still sitting on the bench as a healthy and active, that guy's going to be playing for a different team next year. Yeah, he'll be in Kansas City being the face of a, a, re a revamped wide receiver room that'll probably win like 13 more Super Bowls. Yeah, that's right. Another comment from Chris Tabor as he is the special teams coach. He addressed what happened on the block punt. Yeah, pretty simple. We had a man not uh, perform his responsibility on mm. the play, and <laughs> that's what took place. I think, unfortunately, plays like that in special teams are usually a result of uh, someone just making a, a busted assignment. It's, uh, yeah, I hate to use, I mean, it is. It's unfortunate, but more importantly, it can't happen. And I think that's the thing that uh, we got work to get cleaned up. Because now, uh, once you once you do that and you put it on tape, um, I always say that there's there's blood in the water for a good well till the end of the season. I always say four weeks, so uh, we have the what I call the four week stink on us. Now it's not as fair to be as critical of him as it was of Frank Reich, but this is now the second head coach this season that is the head coach and has responsibilities over whether it's play calling or now special teams, and it has failed miserably. Do you think it makes it easier for Daddy Warbucks, David Tepper, when he's evaluating who the next head coach of the Panthers to be to be a CEO type of guy that's not going to have his hands in on play calling, special teams, anything of that sort? You're, you're saying does it make it easier for him to go to an, a CEO yeah, guy? Yeah, because you're than, seeing guys directly involved struggling with their respective units. I saw one point on Twitter where you've seen so many offensive-minded head coaching hires that the pool is actually drying up with some of the candidates that, that have been out there because most of the good ones have already been hired into a head coaching position. And so maybe that's another reason. It's not to say that they're not out there, but think about the young, bright, offensive-minded, bright play caller out there that everyone wants because we used to have a, a lot and this is the Sean McVay model. And then so, okay, whoever, you know, who was in the same room one time as Sean McVay <laughs> and he's going to possibly get a job as the next head coach. You could see quite a few guys after the Sean McVay craze, but now clearly Ben Johnson Slowick is getting a lot of consideration after what he's doing with Houston. But who else is in that regard? Like who else is is you is tabbed as that guy? Maybe I mean, Todd Munkin with what he did at Georgia. But he's him. not the young mold, and he's I, not. But he's I guess evolved into the way they play offensive football now. Because look at that Ravens offense. Well, and he's been great for a while. I mean, he's been there with Cleveland. He went to Georgia. He was with Tampa, I believe, for a while, and so now he's in Baltimore. Yeah, Todd Munkin could be a good answer. It it just doesn't fit what everybody has as this idea of the next head coach we have to look from this specific pool and if yeah. it's not there then we'll take our plan b but if it's if it's here th this is what we really want to search for and i think we have ben johnson we have slowick bobby slowick from houston kellen moore i thought about kellen you know that offense has really taken a back seat after they've had some injuries they don't have a lot of pass catchers that are healthy it's keenan allen austin eckler looks like a shell of himself keenan or i kellen moore might be that other guy but I don't know who else you're looking at. 
and, and maybe that's why you're starting to look more towards the CEO approach. Okay, maybe they're not the young hot thing, but they have success in other ventures. If it's Jim Harbaugh having success at Michigan, San Francisco, Stanford, plenty of different stops, and going towards maybe some of these defensive coordinators, one that's actually coaching for your team right now. I, I do wonder if they don't get Ben Johnson, if he chooses a different job, I mean, Brian Johnson from Philadelphia could be in the pool again. I don't know. It's interesting to see just how many options they're going to have from that specific group that they're looking to hire at head coach. Yeah, D. Hancock writes in, if Ron gets let go, is Eric B. Enemy not available? That's, I think that's going to be a name that might that might reheat that that might reheat up this coaching cycle because he's proven without Andy Reid, like that offense has been productive. That hasn't been the problem in Washington. They've scored enough points week in week out to win football games. It's been the defense that's been the biggest issue there in the in, in, in Washington. And you're dealing with a young quarterback that has shown quite a bit. Now, Sam Howell, it's feast or famine type of QB that you're getting with mm-hmm. Sam Howell. He's going to turn it over a lot. He's going to take a lot of sacks, but also he makes quite a bit of wow throws down the field. And uh, I think Eric Bianami is getting the most out of him. All right. The last piece of sound we'll play is well, yesterday. We spent some time going over um, – the crying that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes did in the postgame after they lost to the Bills on Sunday. Well, the quarterback of the Chiefs, he joined 610 Sports KC, and he admitted he regretted the way he handled his actions in the postgame with Bills quarterback Josh Allen. I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love I love this game. I love my teammates, and I, I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh, obviously can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so. I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And um, so I, I was, uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that, that that was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. Did you see uh, Dan Orlovsky talking about this yesterday on NFL Live where he went back and pointed there was a handful of times that Tony lined up offsides? Like it wasn't just this this one you know this one time incident that it, it it had happened. They even ran the same play earlier in the game, and Tony was offsides. Was Sunday's loss and the Chiefs post game action them cementing themselves as the villains of today's NFL? I don't think so. I, I, it's a good point, and you brought this up yesterday that everybody is good enough to see themselves become the villain. Even Flounder was with us in the fishbowl talking about this. The Golden State Warriors are perhaps the outlier because people hate Golden State, but really it's featured on one player in Draymond Green. People mm-hmm. can't stand that guy. But even having Draymond Green as almost the sponge that absorbs all of the hate, so Steph Curry is dry and protected from all of the hate, I feel like Steph Curry is certainly the leader of that franchise, but we all love him. Everybody loves him. And that's not necessarily true of some of the other players. The franchise as a whole, I don't think is hated. I think the same thing is said about Kansas City. It was weird when Bill Simmons and other people, by the way, on Twitter, but Bill Simmons being the most prominent, said they lost a lot of respect for Pat Mahomes. Look, man, you and I both love Pat. We love Andy Reid, love Kansas City because they're so fun and just their personalities are fun, too. We did not agree with those comments. We thought that they were whining a lot and they were very loud, very long and doing it very uh, doing it a ton. They just wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. I didn't lose any respect for them. Uh, I mean, just because they made a mistake and talking about it too much. It takes what we're on Tuesday now. 
And Pat Mahomes has a soundbite out there apologizing just as much as we want. Everybody that called for an apology, he apologizes to Josh Allen, who he's right, didn't have anything to do with the play call of Tony lining up offside. So, yeah, Pat Mahomes didn't lose a ton of respect for him. It was out of character. We don't see him like that. But you're allowed a mistake like that, and then we can move on. So the fact that anybody lost a lot of respect for him, that was ridiculous to me. Yeah, I mean, I think what makes it better on their end is after 24 hours where they had a chance to decompress, maybe review the tape, they realized, oh, I was, we were wrong. I was wrong. They didn't, they didn't double down on their post-game emotions. Like and I said, in a lot of ways, I gained even more respect for Mahomes because you're seeing a guy while he's going through his first real-life NFL adversity, you see how much this matters to him. Like, it's easy to love the game when you're winning Super Bowls and you're getting paid $500 million. But when you're 8-5 and five and you've lost three games at home to see that emotion from him, you can tell that, yeah, he loves the winning, but he loves the process of it as well.